This is the Transforming Destinies broadcast of the Christ Chapel Ministries International. Ministering is Reverend James Hanson Saki, the senior pastor and author of the life-transforming book, Doing the Master's Will. Reverend James is a prolific preacher of the Word of God with a profound apostolic and prophetic mandate to set in order the things that are out of order in the church with emphasis on evangelism, prayer, righteousness, discipline and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry is committed to raising and establishing model New Testament Christians who know their place in God. It is our prayer that the Lord will minister to your individual needs through this message. Now, sit back and listen to Reverend James Hanson Saki as he ministers the undiluted Word of God with a special unction. May the Lord continue to enlighten you. Hello and welcome to the Transforming Destinies broadcasts of the Christ Chapel Ministries. I believe that it's a great joy to come your way with the living word into your living rooms. And I really want to share with you on the continuation of the series I've begun on the effect of the Spirit of God in the life of the believer. We have established that the Spirit of God is a spirit. And that the Spirit of God, when it comes into an individual, cannot be seen with the naked eye. The Spirit of God must therefore act in your life in such a way that people outside must see a change in you. Because that is what testifies to the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in the life of the Christian. Now, our key scripture, let's go back to it, is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. I believe that most of you would have memorized it by now because that's the sort of thing I want you to learn to do. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So, Paul the Apostle was giving a very good admonition here. He said, Instead of getting drunk with wine, why the comparison? Because the effect of wine will be seen in the life of anyone that has taken it. You either start, start talking in a way that you don't normally talk. When you are very cool, introvert, you're taking alcohol, suddenly you change. And you begin to speak things you ought not to speak. In the same way, when you are also filled with the Spirit, people outside must suddenly see that change there must be a change in your life and it is the presence of the spirit that effects that change it's not by might nor by power but by the influence by the effect of the spirit of god in you now we've studied you have to go back to the previous episode and see how far we have come but today we also want to look at a character peter the apostle he's a very interesting character we need to study and look at the pre-infilling of his life with the Holy Spirit and then the post infilling of his life with the Holy Spirit. So this is Peter who then had not received the Holy Spirit. Let's look at his nature and his character and then look at the Peter who had been filled with the Holy Spirit and you see that you would notice clear cut changes consistent with the presence of the Spirit in him. You know in medicine sometimes some people show a certain sign and symptom and immediately you know that this is consistent with the presence of this particular pathogen in his life. In the same way when someone has the Spirit of God filling him, there must be noticeable symptoms and signs that should have known something has happened to this guy. Formerly, he wasn't behaving this way. Now, he's behaving this way. And that is when you're on the threshold of moving to the level of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, so, 
One of the things we're going to study about today is Peter, that the Spirit of God, in this particular episode, when the Spirit of God comes into an individual's life, it also affects your temperament. It, uh, it affects a behavioral change, a character change in your life. As I've stated in the beginning of this series, that the infilling of the Holy Ghost starts with an initial infilling, and that is the baptism with the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. So that is one sign, but that is not all. The, we must not just say we are filled with the Spirit and limit it to just tongue speaking. There must be changes in character and behavior. And one of the things we're going to look at is Peter today. Peter, Peter, you'll be amazed at Peter. Matthew chapter 26, verse 74. Matthew 26, 74. This was after Jesus had been betrayed by Judas and had been led away to Caiaphas, the high priest. And the Bible said that as they went along, Peter followed from behind. Now, this, at this stage, Peter had not been filled with the Holy Ghost yet. They hadn't, we haven't come to Acts chapter 2 where they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. This was the betrayer. Jesus had not even died and risen again from the dead. And the Bible says that, now verse 69, Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard. And a servant girl, a servant girl came to him saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before all. It was true he was with him, but he denied this was a lie. Church, this is a man that had worked with Jesus for three years. You see, so it's not how long you have been in church. It's not how close you have been with the anointed man of God. It is your personal relationship with the Holy Ghost and the manifestation of the Spirit of God that is really in you. I, I don't want you to be a Christian who says, I am filled with the Holy Ghost. And we don't see this nature in you. Peter, before he got filled with the Holy Ghost, denied that he knew Jesus. Now, not does not or if that was it, I would even waste my time. But look at it. He says, and when he had gone out of the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this fellow also was with Jesus. But again, he denied with an oath. I don't know the man. Look, Jesus thought, you know, Peter was around when Jesus was teaching and said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And still, it has not affected his conduct yet. So that he got to this point and still, he swore by an oath. Some of you, you even swear by, by, the, by the toe of your father in the grave and you are still in church. You are believers, you are born again. You can, when any issue that is debatable, any issue that is on an argument, then you, you swear by your father's nail in the grave. Oh, believer Filled with the Holy Ghost. You are just like Peter. Peter, the Bible said, and he swore with an oath. He said, I don't know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and to swear. Please, if this is your, it should be in your Bible. If you are looking into your Bible, underline it. Peter began to swear and to curse. Hey, man of God, that have been around Jesus for three years. You have been in the inner circle. You have seen the anointing. Yet, his character has not yet been affected. You see, that's why I'm teaching this message. Because there are people who have been around in church for a very long time. May have said that they have received the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. I believe in that. But you must move beyond that to the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ. Because the Bible says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. And there is Peter swearing, using bad words. All the words you can think about, I can't say that from this holy place. But you know, these are words that must not come out of somebody who is intoxicated with the spirit. People who are drunk with wine, you know, 
they will not normally say these things when they are normal. But when they get drunk, they can say such things. Now, Peter, instead of getting drunk with alcohol, get drunk with the spirit and let it affect your character. But this is Peter. He walked with Jesus. He had been around him. He had been in the place of prayer. He was in Gethsemane. All these things. And yet, in the next minute, he could swear. He used bad words. Peter swore. And some of you, you have been going to church. You use bad words. You swear. You speak words that you ought not to speak. And the Bible said, he swore. So before he got baptized with the Holy Spirit, he could swear and he could curse. He said, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Peter remembered the word of the Lord Jesus. And Jesus told him, before the rooster crows three times, you betray me. So he went out and wept bitterly. So what I'm saying is that before he got filled with the Holy Ghost, there was one character flaw. He could use bad words. He could swear and he could curse. Oh, brother Peter. And he was around Jesus for three years. I don't know how long you have been around Jesus, but there must be a change in your life. Now, so this was his hallmark. He was doing certain things. Apart from the fact that his, his, speech, his, his speech was not seasoned with grace and he could swear. Of course, can you fault him? He was a fisherman. Those of us who came from fishing communities, you can tell the sort of language that goes on there. In fact, that was why at the time Jesus borrowed his boat in Luke chapter 5 and he entered the boat and, and Jesus asked him to throw the net cast the net into a place and he didn't want for some time. Later on, they did it. And when there was a great catch of fish, his first words was, depart from me for I'm a man of unclean lips. So it means that during that process, if I, I don't know what he said, but he would have said certain things, retorted and maybe as usual with him, as he was cursing and swearing here, he would have uttered things that ought not to be said. But then that was not the only thing. It is not a speech matter. The next thing was that he was also violent and physical. He has worked with Jesus for three years, but the man could lose his temper the next minute. He could fight. He could engage in fisticuffs. And there are people like that. You are listening to me. You easily lose your temper. You fight, but you are in church. You have been in church for a long time. And yet you engage in these things. And you have to ask yourself, are you truly filled with the Holy Spirit? Because Peter, before he was filled with the Holy Spirit, has got these traits, even though he was in church was around Jesus, yet he could get very physical and very violent. John chapter 18, verse 10. John chapter 18, verse 10. We want to have Christians that look like the Christians in the Bible. John 18, 10 makes a very interesting um, reading. The Bible said this was during the time of Christ's betrayal and arrest in the garden. And the Bible says that verse Verse 10 of John chapter 18. The Bible says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The man was skillful at cutting ears. He, he, he could fight. He, he knows how to stab people with a knife. The Bible says, And he struck and cut off the right ear. And the servant's name was Malchus. But Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into the sheath. The man who is being arrested, because he is full of the Holy Spirit, his composure was different. He was the one going to be arrested. Somebody else not filled with the Spirit was ready to fight. The, the stillness that comes with the Spirit, the gentility that comes with the Spirit, the, that effect is not, you were not born with it. It's, you were not born gentle. No, nobody was born. There's no gene in us that calls for that. It is actually the influence of the Holy Spirit. And you know, when you are born again, it will not be automatic. You must allow the Spirit of God to work on you to that point. So the Bible said, Peter took out a knife immediately and cut off somebody's ears. 
He has worked with Jesus for three years. Jesus had taught him tolerance. Jesus was preaching forgiveness. He was around. All the message Jesus preached, Peter was around when Jesus preached love and forgiveness. And, and he said, Jesus even taught them that when somebody slaps you on the left, turn the right to it. Peter, you heard all this message and at this point, you took a knife and was ready and he cut off somebody's ear. So he was also physically violent. He was a violent man before he got filled with the Holy Ghost. But he has been coming to church. He knew Jesus for three years. He was in inner circle. Please, your association with your pastor is not enough. You must have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and a personal relationship with the Holy Ghost who affects the way you behave. The, the, the third thing is that he was a very timid man as well. I mean, he wasn't bold to defend Christ. As we read earlier on Matthew 26, 74, the Bible says that when he was confronted about his faith, about his association with Jesus, he denied there was a girl, a girl asked him a question, and he flatly denied it. He said, I don't know him. He wasn't ready to stand with Jesus. He was ashamed to, to stand and say that I know Jesus Christ. And some of us, we say we are filled with the Holy Spirit, but we become so timid and afraid whenever the issue and the subject of the gospel raise up its head. We, we become afraid, and it our character, is, it was very serious. Some of us hide our Bibles and keep it on the trees. We won't read it. We are ashamed to say that we can identify ourselves as Christians publicly in the workplace. We, we won't do that. And we say we are really filled with the Spirit of God. When you are really filled with the Spirit of God, you are a different person altogether. You don't remain the same. You, something happens to you. You change. So this day, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to effect a total change in your behavior and conduct. So looking at Peter, and with the three things that we have just looked at, that the number one, he could swear. Two, he was violent. Three, he was timid, could not even stand to defend the word. But after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, let's look at the side effects of the Spirit in Peter. Please let's journey back again to Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, this was in verse 1. But let's look at verse 4. And they were all, including Peter including Peter, because chapter 1, verse 15, had told us 120 people were gathered, and that day Peter addressed them. You know, he addressed only the believers, because that's a comfortable zone he can talk to. He can't talk to anyone outside. He has been afraid. They were hiding. And then they, when they all were praying, then the Holy Ghost came and created noise. And so many people came and gathered around the place. People came. People came. Crowds over... Over 3,000 people came because after he preached, 3,000 people got saved. That means not everybody got saved. But what I'm saying is that Peter was among the people in verse 2 of verse 4 of chapter 2 in Acts who got filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if that is settled with you, then look at it. When the crowd came and people started saying, these guys are drunk with wine. The same Peter who previously, some 50 days ago, he had betrayed Jesus. He said he didn't know him before a little girl. And before, I mean, a handful of people. This time, Peter could stand before everybody, over 3,000 people. And the Bible said he preached to them. He talked about the same Christ again. What has happened here? There is an effect there. The effect of the Spirit of God in the life of the believer. 
The boldness to share the word had come upon Peter. The boldness to preach and teach had come upon Peter. Peter was no longer the timid Peter that could betray Christ before a young girl. This time, 3,000 people gathered and Peter was shouting at the top of his voice, on top of his voice, and he preached to them that same Jesus he betrayed in secret. This time, he publicly declared him. There was a change. There was a character change. But that was not enough. In fact, the key thing is that we have read that Peter used to swear, used to curse, used to be violent, used to retaliate, used to say bad things before he got filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, after he had been filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, let us look at Peter now. He wrote a letter to the church and in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, you'll be amazed. Is that the same Peter? He was preaching something else. He was preaching about something else. The man was now talking about things he believed in. Peter had changed completely in his character. And that's why he could teach it this time. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 to 11, Peter wrote a lot of things to be read and taught in the church. And that means he was preaching the same thing. Now, you cannot preach certain things that you don't practice. At this point, Peter has dramatically undergone a total overhaul of character. The Bible said in verse 8, Finally, all of you be of one mind. Having compassion for one another. Look at the man. He's now preaching compassion. He cut off somebody's ear. Where was his compassion before? It was because he had not been filled with the Holy Spirit by then. But when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, there was a change. He said, compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Look at the man talking courtesy. The man who used to swear, now he's preaching courtesy. And then he said, not retaining evil for evil. Or insult for insult, but on contrary blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Then he went on to preach. Verse 10, he said, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Hey, Peter. And his lips from speaking guile. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those that do evil. And who is it that will harm you if you become followers of that which is good? Oh, brother Peter, he has changed. The presence of the Holy Spirit in Peter's life compelled him to now act in these ways. He is now preaching tender-hearted forgiveness. He is now saying when somebody strikes you, don't strike back. That's the man that used to take a knife and chop someone's ears off. But you see the contrast now. You see the difference. Before he was filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter could do all these terrible things. But now that he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he's even saying that a man should keep his lips from speaking evil. Oh, that's the guy who used to swear. Now he's saying people should not say that. People should not. Why? What has happened to him? It means he no longer does it because of the presence of the Spirit in him. And the spirit in him is effecting a change in his temperament. Now he's talking about being tender-hearted. He was no longer quick-tempered as it used to be. He wasn't seeking for revenge anymore. In fact, I was surprised because the Bible says in, in Galatians or somewhere that Pete, Paul said, I think in Corinthians, he said, I, I withstood Peter in the face for he was to be blamed. And Paul really rebuked Peter in the face. And that, I thought that was the day he should cut off Paul's ears. 
But the man had changed completely. He didn't arrogantly say, look, who are you to come and talk to me that way? He, he was so sober to the extent that in the book of Peter, I think 2 Peter, he wrote to the church and said, our brother Paul, he speaks very hard words, but when he comes, receive him. The man has changed. His, his conduct has changed. His mode of operation has changed. His administration has changed. His, his relationship with people has all been affected because of the reality of the effect of the Spirit of God in him. I cannot ask you a question. You have been filled with this spirit for some time. You have been going to church. You have been praying in tongues maybe. Do you notice this change in your life? If not, there is something you are not doing. You are not allowing the Holy Spirit to have his freedom in your life. You need to break down before the Holy Ghost in prayer and in the study of the word and allow his still small voice. You know, whenever we have to do something wrong, there is a voice that speaks to us through our conscience. And in that voice is... It's not very loud, but I tell you, that is the voice of the Lord. That is the Spirit of God effecting a change. He's trying to tell you, don't respond that way. Change. Respond in the positive way. But the old nature, the falling human nature. You know, I've heard people say, it's the human nature. No, the Lord has taught me it is the falling human nature that is always seeking to do the wrong thing. Because God did not create us to do the wrong thing. So when we say it's the human nature, you mean the human nature he made is always making us to do wrong things. No, it is the falling human nature that makes us to do the wrong things. And that is why at our sanctification, at our rebirth through the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God comes in to want to change us back to that same old way that God made from the beginning. And so that change must be seen, and especially in the area of temperament. Some of you are quick-tempered. I pray for you today. That the Holy Spirit will have an effect in your life. That those who know you to be violent, they will look back and say, the brother has changed. Because you have also submitted to the rulership of the Spirit of God. You know, sometimes you can override the Lord. Just like sometimes we override the navigator, the sat-nav when we are driving. And we have reached our destination and we seem to want to go somewhere else because we know this time where we are going. When, when we have achieved our aim, when we, it is now a useless thing in the car. We, when it says 10 left, we override it. In the same way, the Holy Spirit in us is, acts like the sat nav and shows us how to act. But sometimes we override it and say, if I do it, I'll look like a fool. No, it is because, you see, you must look like a fool because an abnormal spirit has come into you. And that is the Spirit of God. And I'm using this word cautiously because I hope you don't misunderstand me. When I say an abnormal spirit, because the way God thinks is not the same way we think. If people don't think at your level, they are either abnormal or unreasonable. And so, because as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways and his thoughts. So when the same spirit also comes into our lives, there will be a change. And our behavior will be opposite those who have not known the Lord, who don't have the same indwelling presence of the spirit of God in them. And so you see, when Peter experienced all these things before he got saved, after he got the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we could now tell that there was a notable characteristic change in Peter's life. This is my word for you today. This is my encouragement for you. That you will see that this happened throughout the life of all these apostles. And it was a powerful testimony. Look at John who wrote the book of Revelation. He was talking about love. He wrote the first, second and third John. He talked about love. Love. This was a man before he got filled with the Holy Ghost. He and his brother James. They wanted to call down fire to burn somebody who was not in their camp. But after he got saved, he said, let brotherly love continue. He thought on love. He said, how can somebody say that he knows God 
and yet hates his brother who he sees. So and my encouragement to you is that it is possible for you to live a life opposite the life you used to live and that your character must be influenced. I want you to this day submit your character to the Holy Spirit. Submit that quick temper to the Holy Spirit. Submit those unwholesome tongue, unwholesome words to the Holy Spirit. Some of you that speak profanities, I want you to submit them to the Holy Spirit. If you can't help it, the Holy Ghost can help you. Go to God in prayer at this moment and say, Lord, touch my tongue. Touch my tongue. Let me learn to speak that which is right in your sight. Help me like you help Peter so that I can also teach others your way. Maybe you, you, you easily flare up and throw things down and destroy things as a husband, as a wife. You get angry and you mess things about. You need the influence of the Holy Spirit to bring about it. And you can submit it to God. Honorably, humbly submit to God and say, Lord, I've heard your word. I come before you. Have mercy on me. Forgive me for this temperament. Cleanse me from this unrighteousness. Let your Holy Spirit influence me. And I pray, my God, that I will not override the voice of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Maybe you have heard this message and you are not born again. Because you see, you cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit until you have first received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And you see, it is very easy to do because He has paid the price already. And all that you need to do is to pray after me as I want to pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I submit to you. I have heard your word. Forgive me all my sins and come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. And I believe that you died, was buried, and you rose again to cleanse me and wash me from my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed this prayer, my brother and my sister, I want to encourage you to find a Bible-believing church where you'll be taught the rudiments of the Word of God so that you can enjoy a practical Christian life and so that you can also have the Holy Spirit coming into your life to effect a character change so that all those around you, your neighbors, your family, your friends, your society will notice a change. And if they care to know as they come close, you point them to that Jesus who made that possible. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace. I want you to make yourself available and, and, and watch the next broadcast, which is a continuation of this series. Your life will never be the same. God richly bless you. Amen. That was Reverend James Hanson Saki of Christ Chapel Ministries International. Thank you so much. If you've been blessed by this message, please visit our website and send us an email. And if you're interested in any of Reverend James's messages, you can also purchase them from our website, which is www.christchapel.org.uk. If you want to fellowship with us, you can. Visit our website for all our service times. May the Lord continue to fill you as you thirst and hunger after His Word. Christ Chapel Ministries, building lives and transforming destinies.